Hey everybody, welcome to Divi Chat episode 16, I think. <laughs> I forgot to look at my thing, I apologize. Uh, setting up security and setting up your site safely. I uh, want to take a chance to tell you what Divi Chat is. Divi Chat is a weekly podcast of Divi professionals from around the world. And we literally have the globe covered on this panel of, of, of guests. So um, you're going to meet because them. Because there's only three countries in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm going more by, by geography. You know, we've got the West covered. We've got the East covered. We've got the South covered. We just need somebody way in the North now. And we'll have the globe literally covered. Um, it, it's a weekly podcast. We discuss uh, Divi-specific topics and WordPress-related topics. And... Um, we have one of them tonight. It's going to be uh, security and setting up your site safely. And why don't we go around the room and introduce ourselves? And we're going to start tonight with our friend Adam. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, you can see me, right? Yeah, we can see you. Okay. Um, you can find me at um, Divi Help and Share. I'm moping around in there most of the time. Or the up and coming adaminlay.com or chatting with one of these wonderful people. Fantastic. We're so glad you made it, Adam. Uh, hey, David. You. Hey, my name's uh, David Elster. And likewise, you can find me in the Divi Help and Share for the most part. Um, I'm a WordPress developer, and I volunteer a lot of my time. Awesome. Glad you're here. Hi, Kathy. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Crow Romana from Viva Design Studio, and I hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Keep us straight. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can find me on my website, endure.com.au, or on Facebook and Twitter at Endure Web. Awesome. And my good old buddy, SJ. Hello, mate. Hello, um, SJ. I'm SJ. You can find me at Divi Space. Um, little known fact, I was the South Coast Boggle Champion in 2013. But judge, by, judge for yourselves. We'll have a game after this. But yeah, you can find me at Divi Space or on Twitter. I'm now back on Twitter. I'm using it regularly at Socially Steve. I'm back awesome. to being social. I cannot wait to nice. tweet you. Uh, Do it. I'll tweet you right back. <laughs> My name is David Blackman, and I am with Aspen Grove Studios. You can find us at aspengrovestudios.com. Um, I'm still not doing a great job at tweeting, but if SJ starts tweeting, damn it, I'm going to start tweeting. So maybe you can I'll, help me with my tweeting. I'll just start uh, tagging you in everything until you start. Like, there you go, because I get the notifications on my phone. I just kind of ignore them. <laughs> but if you, I think... But if, the only time I tweet is when I go to WordCamp. Hey, there you go. Well, it works. Um, <laughs> so, they, they subtly put up a sign every 10 meters to remind you. That's why. That's right. And they're, all of their contests are geared towards tweeting, oddly enough. So, hey. So tonight's topic is we've got a good one. It's uh, security and how to set your site up safely. It's definitely an important topic. Um, you know, Hacking, you definitely don't want to get your site hacked. I've had clients who've had their sites hacked and had to go in and clean them up. 
and it's no fun. It's not nice. And there are some steps that you can take to help prevent that from happening. But it not, might not just be the obvious things such as security software. There's going to be some other things that we'll probably hear tonight on the show that cover other things that you can do to help set your site up securely. Maybe some good practices for setting up your WordPress website. So uh, that's our topic for tonight. And if nobody starts talking, I'm going to just click on the camera. I'm happy to start. This ahead, is um, a topic that is close to my heart. I think um, security is really important. So I, I reckon the first thing to talk about is why is security important? Like what is, why is it such a big deal within WordPress? Um, so the main reason, there's always different stats around around how much of the internet WordPress is taking up these days, but it's a lot. And the reason that it is important to have good security is not because your little website is being targeted, but because there are people around the world who would like to use the resources of your website, whether that's the server space, um, putting a whole lot of computers together to be able to do something much bigger or whether it's because they want to put um, malicious code into your website that then is going to, other people are going to then come across. Um, it's not about you, it's about the bigger, greater scheme of things. And the reason WordPress particularly is targeted is because WordPress traditionally has been used by amateurs and because it's taking up so much of the internet now, it means it's a really easy target. So there are a lot of really old um, plugins and things we'll get into a little bit later, but there are a lot of really easy ways in if you don't look after your website. And because WordPress is taking up so much of the internet now and a good proportion of those people don't know what they're doing, it's a really, really nice, clean, easy way for hackers to be able to get in. So WordPress itself is not insecure. It gets a really bad rap. It's not that WordPress is insecure, it's that there is a whole lot, lot, lot of people using it and they're not using it right and it makes it a target. And so that means that it's now our responsibility to make sure we set things up correctly. So that's why I think it's important. Feel free, anyone else, why you think it's an overall important issue. Yeah, I think you bring up some, some really good points. Uh, most people assume and associate hacking with... Um, they associate hacking with, oh, they're after my credit card. They want to steal my identity. And they don't realize that most of these hackers have a much larger and greater agenda than stealing your personal data. That's absolutely that happens and stuff. But you bring up a, a very, very good point in them using the resources of the Internet to do what it is that whatever agenda they're pushing. Often you won't even know if your website has been hacked. You might just notice that your website is going super, super, super slow. And that's a really good sign that if you have been hacked, they're using your resources, they're using your server space. They're not even like, they may not even have anything happening on the front end of the website. They may literally just be using your server space. They're using all the energy of your website and your website runs super slow because it's being used up by something else. So sometimes it's not even obvious that something's going on other than the fact that everything is just like grinding to a halt. Anyway, I'm probably rushing ahead there. Yeah, oh, no. CPU cycles are extremely valuable. So uh, that's definitely a thing. And then bandwidth, of course. So, you know, um, they're either using you 
to brute force other people or um, to like or, or on the bandwidth side like DDoS other people or something you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head and so the big thing is to not be low-hanging fruit because they're they have these bots that go out and vulnerability test every website doesn't it's not, wordpress or not it doesn't matter they just do the basic test and if you haven't done the basic hardening then you, they're going to uh you know attack your website and take it over and then use your website to get other websites and so um not being a low-hanging fruit is like the most important thing you can do uh-oh adam looked like he was going to say something i've got the <laughs> camera on you adam yeah, I wasn't sure if it was the right spot to um, go in, but um, I've actually had a client where I built a website um, three or four years back, and um, of course they didn't get the maintenance or support or anything. So um, they had a couple websites on one server, and one was hacked, and um, actually every website was hacked on that server, and they weren't, um, if you go to the actual website, you couldn't tell, but if you go to the Google search, it actually brought you to porn instead of the website and redirecting you. And um, I found out that in the WP config that they, um, that's where they placed a bunch of the um, hack code. Um, I'm not a coder myself, so I, I kind of let Scary take care of that. But um, I know that not only does your website need security, but your server needs security too from both ends. Awesome, that's a very good point. I think uh, I think you know we've we've kind of started off with some good points. Why don't we dive into you know maybe some of the steps that you can take, some of the best practices you can take to make your website secure? Does anybody have any practices that they use? I mean, Inlay kind of touched on uh, step zero, which is before you worry about your WordPress install itself, you should absolutely worry about your hosting. And um, I, I hate to kind of alarm everybody because I know um, probably everyone here at some point has used shared hosting, but shared hosting is absolutely vulnerable. If one site, uh, you know, it is taken over on shared hosting, every site that is on the same server can be attacked. And um, the, like he said, one client, multiple sites in the same account. So it's not just, uh, so I guess step zero would be hosting. And so, and the, the important takeaways are to, to not use shared hosting basically for any reason if you're serious about security. And then to secure your hosting account. And that includes things like, the obvious things like using a secure password, uh, you know, hard to crack password and changing it often and uh, doing security scans, not just on your WordPress install, but the root of your, uh, hosting solution. Yeah, yeah I think... so some, sorry, no, um, some, some hosts offer two-factor authentication as well. So anytime you have an opportunity to install two-factor authentication, whether that's on your email, like, <laughs> like it just goes right back to email, right? Like if someone gets access to your Gmail account, they have access to your entire life. So if you're managing all your websites and all of the recovery passwords come through your Gmail, like, so you've got to start right back at Gmail. So if you can put in two-factor authentication on your Gmail or whatever email server you're using, then on your hosting and then on your actual websites, then that's going to make it much, much harder for that to be a vulnerability 
but two factor is annoying, but there's some really good options around and it's worth working out what is the option that's going to work the best for you for two factor, but it's worth doing because, um, yeah, it just makes it that much harder for someone to get into the originating place. Cause once they're in there, they can do just about anything. And Leslie's not here, but if she was here, she would uh, step in here and tell you that she uses Clef because she swears by it, and it's a WordPress two-factor authentication. But uh, Gmail offers that as well, and you know, I'm sure most hosts, most reputable hosts, have some kind of some form of two-factor authentication. Yeah, yeah I, I use a thing called Authenticator, which is through Google, and essentially it will send a code to your mobile like every 10 seconds, which you get you have to put in as your your second factor of authentication which I think is really good because unless I'm the only person with my phone and I'm 100% sure of that, I'm never sure how many people are in my email or how many people are in my Facebook, for example. You know, you, ne you never know. But I'm pretty sure I'm the only person holding my phone. So that's a good thing to use. It's, uh, it's, it's free to use and, you know, it, they've got a WordPress. Um, I think Securi um, allow you to enable it. It's uh, not 100% though. Like you don't, it's very secure, but two-factor authentication is not um, flawless either. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a question. I have a question regarding two-factor authentication, and maybe you guys can shed some light on it. I haven't looked for a solution to it, but for me, for example, I have a team and I have a partner, and you know, part of the the downfall of putting a two-factor authentication on something is is it is tied to a phone or a device. Well, if I'm on vacation or I'm out somewhere and Corey's managing the shop, but the two-factor authentication is coming to my phone, is there a way to overcome that, to take the benefits of two-factor authentication for multiple parties? Well, yeah, well, you can set it up on two devices. So you can have Authenticator itself set up on multiple devices. So when you're setting it up originally, you can make sure that you set it up on both yours and on Corey's or whoever's so that then right. you've both got authenticator running and able to use. And it's also really good practice to put it on a second device from personal experience. When my phone died and I dropped it in the toilet, um, I only had a whole lot of stuff on authenticator on my phone. And one of those ones was zero, which is my accounting software. And so then I had to go through this whole procedure to be able to prove who I was before I could get back into my accounting software. So I have a practice now of putting it on my phone and my tablet. So that's just a bit of, you know, failed advice from me. Okay. Oh, I'll yeah, try. you could set it up on his too. Right. And I mean, the derail our security conversation, but I felt it was Well, it's important. Like, you're not the only person that's going to have two people. Yeah. I mean, it would be good practice where possible to have two user accounts, but obviously with hosting, you just get one user account. So, right. you know, I think it's worth, you're not going to be the only person facing that issue. Yes, Jay, I saw you trying to stick your head in there, man. Well, my point there was just what Sarah said there was just I would have two user accounts where possible. If you, if you both need to be admins, then both be admins. But I wouldn't have somebody else using my username and my authentication yeah. to get in. Right. But, yeah, if you can't do that, then, yeah, you can, you can set up two devices, which is something, I suppose. Well, there seems to be a definite theme between the last few episodes and even this episode Something that's been brought up last week, we talked about speeding up Divi websites. One of the top things that you could do had to do with hosting. We're talking about security now, and we're talking about hosting again. Hosting is very, very important. So 
if your website is something that's important to you, hosting is something that you want to consider and make sure that you have a very good, reputable host. Can I just, what next? From, from experience as well, there's something that I think everybody does when they're hacked and they don't really know what they're doing is that you kind of, you try and, you try and put out a forest fire by blowing it like it's a birthday candle. <laughs> so you essentially you, you think cause you got hacked, right? I'll change my user password because I think that's how they got in. And then you get hacked again. You realize, okay, that's not how they got in. So I'll change my control panel password. And then, okay, that's not how they got in. So I'll go back and I'll change my email password. Really you should be doing like all of these things from the second that you know that you've been hacked. You need to go through, clear out all the file, all the files that you can change and kind of, right over in FTP. So replacing all of the, the core WordPress files and things like that, for example, and then going in and, and changing all your passwords. I was doing it, I got hacked and was doing it all the way back to uh, my Gmail password, but wasn't changing my Gmail password. And then I realized that's an issue. So I went back and then I did that. And then I managed to, that stopped whoever was getting in. So I realized, so maybe it was my Gmail that was vulnerable, but people assume somebody's getting into WordPress through WordPress I'd say nine times out of 10, they're getting in before WordPress, like either through a plugin or before that whole process in the control panel, in the hosting, in the email. There's so many different points of entry where somebody that's that way inclined can get in. You need to change all of that at once and then kind of clean up the hack so that you're not leaving yourself vulnerable further down the chain. Okay. Right. Right. So with the, the forest fire analogy and stuff, so, um, I think uh, the big takeaway that people are going to want to know is like, so where do I start and where do I end, right? So you, to me, I think the, the, the obvious thing is to um, start with the WordPress install and then move up to the hosting and then go to your email. So make sure your WordPress install is clean, then go to the hosting and make sure that's clean. And then go ahead and change your passwords in the order of WordPress, hosting, and email. Because there's no point in changing your WordPress username, password, whatever, if your hosting is still, uh, you know, if, they, if they're going to be logging that change and they're still in, you know. So you, you want to clean from the, like in, in the order from smallest to biggest in a sense. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we can do is like, okay, so we've talked about sites getting hacked and, and some of the ways that, they do get hacked. What are some of the solutions that you can do to prevent this? Some of the preventative stuff. I would say two of the things that are very important right off the bat besides hosting is the obvious. Don't use admin as your password. If you're new, WordPress sets up your default <laughs> username. Um, change your, you know, don't use common names as your username. Um, change your password often. Um, another thing that you're going to want to do is if you put in plugins on your site, you're going to want to make sure that they stay updated. That is a common way that hackers get into your sites is through third-party software that you're adding to your WordPress website. So, and then, you know, not lastly or leastly, there's a whole lot of other things, but some of the things we'll probably talk about are plugins, secure security plugins that you can add to your site that add layers of security as well. We use iThemes Security Pro on all of our clients' websites, on our website. It's the one that we go to. Um, it does a really good job of, you know, locking me out because I'm a digital nomad and it thinks I'm a hacker because my IP is always changing and I have to keep going in there and whitelisting my IP. So I know it's doing a pretty good job. 
but I'd love to hear some of the other solutions that you guys use and things that you do. So I think before the um, we list off all of our favorite plugins because there's really like five solid ones. But before that, uh, you kind of touched on it. Not just keeping your plugins, your themes, and WordPress core updated, but also uh, because I'm a developer and I get to I get to log into a lot of people's accounts, right? So I see a lot of horrifying things. Um, keeping long lists of deactivated plugins installed on your WordPress uh, is is a, you don't understand that the security risk is still there. Just because you you click that little button and deactivate it, the files are still there. So if there's a vulnerability, that's that's still the, an open door for somebody. So delete any deactivated plugin that you don't plan to use. And same for themes, because outdated themes are just as vulnerable. And then, um, you know, there, there's like basic things like moving your WP login, uh, PHP, and... When so if you, and it, the other thing is if you hire somebody like if you hire somebody like me and I log into your do not give me and I mean me personally and everybody else do not give me your login okay create uh, <laughs> a, a user account for somebody who needs to yeah, I don't care if they're in, you know somebody writing for your blog or whoever it might be give them the minimum access they need to do what they're going to do and then if it's a, if it's something that's a one time thing delete that user account immediately as soon as they're done don't. Uh, and, 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 you know, uh, consider changing your password every time you give somebody admin access and doing uh, a security audit afterwards because even somebody who may not be shady themselves may have opened a door that you weren't aware that they did. So, uh, you know, there's, there's the, the person-to-person level uh, security before the, the malware scanners and the, the basic hardening. I think the next most important thing is off-site backups. Um, I have Backup Buddy along with iTheme Security Pro, and I do a backup um, weekly of the entire site in the database. That way, if it ever crashes, I have the latest and greatest. Make sure they're clean and do them often, absolutely. And also make sure you know how to reinstall them. So there was a long time where I was using Backup Buddy and I have a love-hate relationship with Backup Buddy, but um, there was a long time where I was doing the backups and then one time a site went down and I wasn't confident that I knew how to reinstall off a backup. So I would say make sure that you actually practice like getting one of your backups and just putting it on some other server somewhere so that you know, if that comes down to it, you are ready to go. You know how to do it. Um, another thing to consider, for, like there are other backup op options. I still feel like we've jumped ahead because I wanted to say some things about plugins, but I'll keep on this train for a minute, um, is that there are other, other options other than Backup Buddy. So I had lots of errors with Backup Buddy, which made me want to move on from it. There are other ones. Um, I can't remember all the names. We'll come to that. Another option which also wraps in hosting is something like WP Engine. So I use WP Engine and the reason that I went to them, although they're more expensive, is they do their security at a server level. And so they have security running on all of their servers um, and then they also run security scans on your website. If your site gets hacked, they will clean it up for you. Um, they run daily backups and it's a one-click reinstall. So if something happens, you can do a one-click re 
like reinstall and within 30 seconds your site is back up and running so for me i'm not getting errors all the time i'm not having to monitor and check my backups are working i know i can one click reinstall it if something goes wrong they're running the security for me and i can just focus on keeping my sites updated and um, up and running it is more expensive i'm not saying it's not but for me as a like the amount of time i was spending on maintaining those sites in security and backups was well worth the money that I'm spending with WP Engine now to keep my sites. They do that work for me and I just keep it updated and make sure that I'm available if something goes wrong. So that's another thing to consider. It's not for everybody, um, but some of you guys might have some other backup plugins. I can't remember what the ones that Up, everyone talks about. Updraft. Yeah, that's one of them. That's, um, yeah, we, we Sarah brings Go up ahead, SJ. well where um, when you're talking about security, the, as I've learned, the, the painful way, it's not something you want to half-arse your way through. If you don't know what you're doing, then go with uh, pay the extra for a, you know, a host that does because if you, if you think you know what you're doing, then you don't, and then you will get done because hackers will see you as an easy target. And once they're in once, they'll get in. And here's a common one as well. Like this, I did this, I, I made this mistake before. Whereas you think you've got one site on your, your server that has loads of really good information that hackers would love. It takes payments, it uses e-commerce. And you think, you're brilliant. I'm going to use all the security plugins in the world on that site. And then you'll have 10 other sites on that same server that because they were just test sites or because they're just for, for shitty little blogs that don't have like payments being taken or anything like that, then you, you just ignore the security. You think it's a non-issue because there's nothing there that a hacker would want anyway. And then they get in through the, the crap site and then they get into your good stuff, which is why you, if you don't know that, then people are going to take advantage of you and they're going to make you look stupid, especially if it's on client sites when you have to explain to a client why it's because you were an idiot that their site got defaced and now it looks like the Taliban designed their site. Yeah. You know, so it happens, but it would be better if it didn't happen and using people like WordPress engine and other people like that is a good way to stop that happening. Like you said, yeah, with the, we... uh, go ahead. Man. No, 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 go ahead. Okay. So like, as you said, with the, uh, pay for hosting that it's, that is secure, it's worth it. Uh, I, just one thing that's, it's kind of an obvious thing for us, but I, I want to point out, um, pay for hosting. That's worth it. Uh, paying for security is worth it. And don't, don't even consider, uh, trying to pirate themes or plugins. That's a common thing. Not so much in the Divi community, but I see that in the WordPress community, people want to get paid things for free. J just don't do that. Okay. The, the paying for a theme, if it's a hundred dollars, whatever it is, Divi, you know, Divi lifetime, go at whatever it is. Um, that money you're going to lose so much more if you try to pirate it and you open a door to your website. Just don't even who, do that. Who has yeah, time think, for that anyhow? <laughs> yeah, I think I think security is, is one of these topics that scares people. And I, what I would like them, you know, people to take away, especially maybe amateurs or do-it-yourselfers, is that, you know, good security is just like anything else. It's just having putting together a good plan and it's not as overwhelming as you, overwhelming as you may think it is. So choose good hosting, make sure that all of your, um, you know, your plugins are up to date, make sure you're using good reputable plugins and software onto your, um, website. 
and, you know, do some of these little steps that they're talking about and stuff. Change your passwords often. It's just a simple, and we're going to put together a list, you know, and we'll put it in the show notes and stuff of best practices for step-by-step -step basics for security and stuff. What is, is there a, a benefit to using an SSL certificate? Is that related to this? I'm not entirely sure what an SSL certificate does for a website because I'm kind of a newbie. <laughs> I'm going to throw that one over to Mr. David Elster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're talking primarily about a different type of security at like this time, but absolutely. So uh, SSL is more of protecting your data in transit. So when you're, say you're the visitor of a website and you give them your credit card information to make a purchase, uh, you don't want to be just uh, sending them a plain text thing that says, here's my name, here's my credit card information, here you go, have it, and have that uh, intercepted by somebody. And so SSL is a form of encrypting that data and getting it securely to them so they can you know, verify it on the back end. Uh, but I think more of what we're talking about here is if your site is already, you know, if you open the door to your site to catch the unencrypted stuff on the other side, like once you've already submitted the credit card data, um, if somebody's scooping that all up in your hosting, then it doesn't matter if you've encrypted it in transit because they're catching it just like you are. So um, it is a security thing, and absolutely, it's 2017. Everybody should have SSL for every website. Uh, you know, it's a basic security thing. It's really easy to do. It's free now with Let's Encrypt. Uh, Google's going to give you an SEO benefit for, for doing it. And there's a nice little lock and it says secure on Chrome. Um, it's, it's a great thing to do, but, uh, an SSL certificate isn't going to, to save your visitors data if they're catching it on the other side. If, if your hosting or your WordPress install is already compromised, then it doesn't do anything for you. Thank you, David. Yeah. I think, uh, one, one thing that I tell every single client that I talk to when I first meet with them, is that you know the wonderful thing about WordPress is it is a platform that you can manage yourself. However, I recommend that there are three things that all clients don't manage, and one of them is security because it's so important. Um, let a professional, let somebody who knows what they're doing help you with security, making sure that your site is secure, you're on a server hosting account that is secure. Uh, that's just one of the things that we do. Along that line, if you don't really trust your clients, with which, to be honest, I don't really trust any of my clients, <laughs> I very rarely give my clients administrator access. So unless they're going to be off and away on, you know, on their own, generally I'll give them editor access and then I just say to them, you know, if you need something that is beyond this, let me know and I'll either do it for you or I can help you have access just to that one thing. But it's just not worth it because you can't guarantee that, they, that their Gmail accounts are safe <laughs> and you can't guarantee that they're going to use really good passwords. So you're much better just to give them the minimum access while they're with you. And if you head them on their way, make them an editor, um, editor profile as well as an administrator profile and say to them, use your editor one every single time unless you need to do something that's beyond that and then log in with your um, administrator access. Um, and make sure that that administrator one has a two-factor. So that's just for your clients. Like, you know, it's it's hard. They often say, I've got a really secure password, and then they tell you what their password is for something, and you're like, it's not secure. <laughs> like, I know you what think is that is, but it's just not. <laughs> it's so secure. You mean password is not secure? 
<laughs> Password one, two, three, dollar. No, no. What's the name of your blog, dollar, dollar? No. To most people, that's kind of, or to the people that are listening and to the people on this, that's common sense. But to the average client, that's not common sense. And yeah. it's something that they don't really think about. A perfect example would be somebody came to me last week and said, I need some help. One of your plugins is running and I want to be able to modify it a little bit, right? I went, okay, send me your login details and I'll go and have a look. While I was waiting for the email to come back and getting bored, I was able to guess their login before they sent it. So I was able to go in and fix the issue they were having before I even got the email back saying that, you know, here's the login. So, you know, not, it's not common sense to have strong passwords. And sometimes it's worth taking a minute to train your clients on that and say, look, by the way, you know, 123 isn't a secure password. 2017 plus the name of your website isn't a secure password. You know, and to just take a minute to do that with them. Oh, and one more thing about the secure passwords. Uh, it doesn't matter how secure your password is, if you use it for all three levels, WordPress, hosting, and your email. I've had so many people do that. They're like, here's my FTP, here's my personal admin credentials, and here's my hosting credentials, and they give me the same username and same password on all three. Please don't yeah. do that. Just And don't, don't email do them to each other. Like, just don't. Um, if you're using, um, if they, if your client has iMessage and you have iMessage, iMessage is encrypted. There are other encrypted ways of sharing passwords. Um, if you use something like LastPass, you can share just one particular password with someone else who uses LastPass. It's a free application, so you can get your clients to use that. Um, so having an encrypted way for them to send you their data or for you to send them data is also really helpful and really important that if they, if they email it to you, you need to tell them afterwards, okay, now you need to change your password. The awesome. End. Yeah, what are some, you know, I mentioned one, iTheme Security Pro, and I think um, I would love to know, you know, because we're running short on time, or we can stay all night, doesn't matter to me, uh, what are some of the tools that you use to help secure your site once you've done all of the other things that we've discussed? Um, WordFence, iThemes, Dave mentioned that there's, you know, five really good reputable ones out there. What are the five reputable ones? I think WordFence and iThemes get the most airtime, but one thing that I had an issue with a little while ago, and David put me onto it, was the um, all-in-one um, WordPress security, and it was the only one that picked up if somebody had created an account with administrative rights but wasn't labeled an administrator in the back end. So that was a real flaw for me in the other two big ones. So sometimes it is helpful to have, you know, one of those main ones to cover most of the bases. But if you know that there's something that they don't cover and you need the other one, there's nothing to stop you having more than one, you know, activated as long as you're not kind of doubling up on features or getting locked out of one because you're using the other. Yeah, right. So, so I kind of want, because you mentioned that, because I did help you with that. I remember that. So there's, there's, there are, I consider there to be five reputable big names in this space, but there's actually two different types. And so there's one that used to be called get off those maliciously loaded scripts. Okay. Uh, G O T M L S. And now in the plugin uh, repo, it's called anti malware security and brute force firewall. That one and all-in-one WordPress security, which is one of my favorites, are hardening plugins. These are things, if you install all-in-one WordPress uh, security, 
it gives you this nice long checklist and it gives you a rating and it says you need to do this, 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 and this to harden your website and you've already done this, this, and this and so we give you this grade. It's just like, a, just like we were talking about the performance score. You don't have to worry about getting a 100, but there are hardening techniques that you probably haven't thought of that the security professionals have and it just helps you get on a checklist. And then you have the other side, which I think security, security, and word fence are the three big names in. And those are the active skin. Although um, the, one, the other one I talked about, get, the, get off those malicious load scripts, it does um, active scanning too. But you want an active scanner. You want something that is actively doing defense. So you want to look at a hardening, like the basic hardening techniques, you know, not using admin, moving WordPress login, and, and iThemes does that out of the box. But, but you also want something that will actively scan your files. And uh, so one maybe one of each and like SJ said there's really not any reason to not have iThemes and WordPress like they're not going to compete with each other so long as you don't lock yourself out by using one or the other you can combine as many of them as you'd like but really I would recommend at least doing one hardening uh, plugin like all-in-one WordPress security and then um, you know once you've taken those basic steps then move on to the active scanning and, and I think most people in the Divi community, uh, are big WordFence fans. We're seeing a lot of iThemes too, so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that one is any better than the other, but um, just be aware that there's two very different types, and and one of each is is almost a minimum at this point. Thank I think um, both WordFence and iThemes. I've used both of them, and I've liked both of them in the past. Um, obviously, with WP Engine, I don't need either of them anymore, but um, the one thing I would say is the pro versions are really, really worth it. So um, when there is a pro option, yes, it costs you more money, but it also gives you more features. It gives you more scanning features. It gives you more blockout features. It gives you more, like WordPress Pro, for example, you can um, block out country, other countries from logging into your website, for example. Um, so it's just a really quick way of making sure a whole bunch of people don't try and log into your site. I think security has a whole lot of, um, great features and you're paying for it, but it's well worth it. So I would just say for those people using WordFence free, consider paying the money because it's really not that much and it really does give you a lot more features. I agree. In the big scheme of things, you know, these software plugins that we're talking about do not cost a lot of money, a few hundred dollars a year. And if you're running a business, you know, to get an, an unlimited developer's license that you can put it on unlimited sites, it's it's a real no-brainer then. It will cost you much more if you get compromised. Definitely. Absolutely, yes. And also, make sure that you go through and set the plugins up. Don't just like install them and then just go, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> go to sleep, you know, take a moment to go through the actual settings and make sure that you've done all the steps that they recommend. Okay, well, I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff full circles. We've talked about, you know, things you can do to secure your site before you've actually got your site up, things you checklist you can go through while building your site to make sure that everything is safe and secure. Once you've got it online, taking the measures to secure that site, moving your login, changing your passwords, doing all the stuff we discussed, adding the extra layer of security with the different software plugins. What are some of the solutions that you can do once your site is hacked? Well, I know we briefly touched on it, but there are some services out there that can help your WordPress website and stuff. One of them is Securi. Um, what are some of the things you can do when your site is hacked? 
Um, well, calm, sorry, here you go. Yeah, calm down. Don't get like all hyper about it. Um, change your WordPress salt straight away so that anybody that's logged in to your usernames is, is logged out straight away. You can make sure they're not still in doing weird, funky stuff to your files. Um, replace can you clarify what you just stated, SJ? Tell people yes. what your WordPress salt is. So your, your salts is a series of keys that WordPress add to your files. And essentially, if they don't match, then everybody will be logged out and they'll have to log in again, right? So if you Google WordPress salts, it will give you a new list of, of salts, which you can then go in. I think it's in your WordPress config, David, correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's config, where, WP config yeah, file, yeah. Where you can go in, you can replace those salts, and then anybody who is logged in on your site will be logged out. So that's step one in making sure that there's no one in there doing some, some, some jazzy things to your files. Um, once you've got everybody logged out, then you want to check your users and make sure that nobody's got administrative access that shouldn't have. Because one of the first things that I do as a hacker is, is up my admin um, levels on the username that I've hacked. So if I don't have um, administrative, administrative rights, I would create a user that does so that when you do log me out, I can log back in and still have access to everything. So go through, check your users. Things that can be replaced. So for example, your core WordPress files go into through FTP and replace them with new ones, not ones that are already on your computer because you don't know whether it was your computer that was hacked and not your, web, your website. So actually go to wordpress.org, download fresh files, and make sure that you're replacing them with the fresh files. The same for plugin files, make sure that everything's updated and don't just update them through um, the update button because if I've hacked that, then you're just updating new stuff that's, that's good for me and for you. So go through and actually get the files from the plugin manufacturers and, and FTP those files in. Um, and this is all stuff that I'm learning the hard way, sort of. So, you know, this, also, this is recent to me. Um, yeah, so, so once you've done all of that, then you want to go back and check your, your, your cPanel, your hosting, your email addresses, make sure you're changing all of those. I actually, I've taken now to actually writing down ridiculously difficult passwords each one individually different in a notepad that stays you know at my house so that I, it's not on my computer because i'm i've got the tinfoil hat on and i'm paranoid now so i don't even put things on my computer and or save it in an excel spreadsheet and which is attached to your google mail which is how they're getting in in the first place and you're just giving them your new passwords because you're a nice guy um you know so, so keep it somewhere where people can't get to it keep it offline and the other one is just backup, 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 because if you've got a backup where they weren't there and you can install that quickly and just override all the, the horrible, horrible, horrendous crap that they did, then do that quickly. Um, even if your hosting site, for example, does backup. So like I'm with TSO hosts that brag about twice daily backups and it's, well, they got hacked too. So... <laughs> You know, if, if you do get backups, make sure that you're downloading them and keeping them somewhere safe that's that's away from the nasty folk. And then there's probably a bunch of other stuff that you, you could do as well, but that's the, the basic stuff. I, th I think you skipped uh, just like a couple little tips here. So um, getting a clean install of WordPress and FTPing it in is absolutely a thing you should do. But also, take a look. You don't even have to do a deep dive. Take a look at the word because it's usually in your root. Look at the WordPress uh, in zip itself and look at the file structure and then look at your FTP, your current uh, install. And if there's any files that are there on your server that aren't in the 
clean WP install on the root, that's probably bad. Um, and then, of course, uh, don't be afraid to look into your HD access. So you may not understand what everything in that file means, but if there's something heavily indented or if there's um, a really long piece of one-line code, uh, you can usually, uh, even if you don't have any clue what any of that stuff is, you can usually identify, like, this isn't right, right? Like, so there'll be a thing that says begin WordPress, end WordPress, and there's just, like, the basic WordPress thing. So you might have some things from your performance plugins, and you may have things from your security plugins, but the the like it will be very obvious to you if that file has been compromised, and it's a very important... Um, in terms of like a hacking thing, it's a very important file to compromise because HD access is like full control of your website, right? So um, definitely compare the WordPress clean install to what it looks like on your server and, and check the HD access and root files by hand. Is, also, is the, the um, file modified date. Uh, so once you do the, once you move over the clean version, um, check to see that files weren't modified at a time that you know you weren't doing anything. Uh, you know, because that kind of obviously stands out as a uh, red flag. Kathy, oh, you were going to say something? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, one other thing as well. Um, if you are using a security plugin that checks for when files were modified, make sure you check that log before you restore a backup, because <laughs> then it will just say everything was fine. You know, so make sure you're checking before just to see if any files were changed. Um, before you hit hit it with a hammer of Thor and kind of do a full restore. Right. Um, the other thing as well is that if you're scared of doing a backup because you have live data being fed onto your site, so for example, if you're using e-commerce and you've got orders coming through and things like that, um, go into your um, your SQL databases and learn where those tables are so that you know to delete those from your backups before you and, and replace them with the, the latest data um, from your orders and things like that. So it's worth knowing, it, backup plugins are great, but it's worth knowing a little bit of how your database works just enough so that you can delete old tables and put in new ones before you restore a backup. Particularly WP users, that's the one that's going to be compromised. You're, the things where your WooCommerce orders are going to be in, that doesn't get compromised. People aren't going to put in fake orders. They're going to make themselves an admin user, and they're going to hide it from you. It's going to be in the database. Yeah, and here's another reason why you should have someone who's a professional handling your security for you. Because <laughs> if you're a mom and pop running a business, You've got to run your business. You don't need to be learning about how to replace tables in a database. SJ is 100% right. But I am going to give another plug for find some professional to help you with backups, security, and updates. Those three things. Yeah, because it, if you think it took us a long time to talk about this stuff, doing it is, oh, is, yeah. a, is a job in itself. So if, okay. if it's not something that you want to dedicate So the other thing to bring up is maybe this sounds completely overwhelming to you. Like you might be listening to this just going, holy crap, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know how to fix this. I don't understand anything you guys just said in the last 15 minutes. If that's the case, there are other options. So yes, David's right. Like you do need to get these things happening in the future. You need someone else to be managing it so you don't have to worry about it. But if you can either pay someone like one of these guys to come in and clean your site, or you can actually go and pay security. They have a service. You can go and pay them. I think it's like 150 or 200 bucks. Um, and you can pay them to come in and clean out your site. Alternately, you can just start your site all over again. So if you've got a Divi site and it's a really easy layout, 
just build it again on a fresh install. Like for some people, that's going to be the quickest way forward. But there are things like security, security, don't be afraid to pay that 200 bucks, get someone else to clean it, and then go pay someone like um, Blackman or someone else to manage your site ongoing. So you can do it in two stages, but it needs to get clean first. And yes, you need someone to manage it so that you don't have to worry about this in the future and you can just let someone else worry about it. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I want to say. We've got some user questions because we've got live watchers, uh, and I'm just trying to monitor that now. Um, oh, forget about that. A firewall. They're bringing up, what about a firewall? Um, is there a benefit to having a firewall and stuff? Will you talk to a firewall? So does anybody want to speak to firewalls? Well, some of, it's included in some of the plugins that we've talked about. So um, I haven't been in iThemes for a while, but in WordFence, there's a inbuilt firewall that you can get set up as a part of it. I'm sure there's specific firewalls as well. I'm sure Elsa can give us a million bits of information here, but some of the security plugins already have firewalls built in. Right. But you do okay. have to set them up. You can't just assume it's working. Yeah, and they also say that uh, security does hardening also. I know we mentioned David was talking about a couple of different things. These are from our guests who are watching the show currently. So I just wanted to thank let you. them know that they feel like they're a part of. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, okay. So, man, we've, we've covered a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, Thanks, so yeah, most of the things do do firewalls. And then some of the, um, like uh, Sarah was saying, a lot of them will let you region block. So if you're an American company and you sell American products to Americans, you probably don't mind blocking Russia, China, uh, Pakistan, anywhere that you're getting completely bombed by uh, DDoS or like brute force attacks. You could, you, you're pretty safe blocking those, right? And also the one that I mentioned earlier, the um, get off those maliciously loaded scripts. The it's in the WP repo as anti-malware security and brute force firewall. Obviously, it has a firewall in it, um, but but harden first and then worry about the, uh, and firewall is a part of hardening, but if you do the basic hardening, most of the times you get skipped over for uh, getting hacked unless you're specifically targeted, and that doesn't really happen unless you're like a big corporation or there's something obviously valuable. But uh, so hard, definitely harden first, and firewall will be a part of that, but most of these plugins do have some form of firewall in them. Awesome. What well, about, hey, everybody. Um, Cloudflare. What a! I don't think Cloudflare is so much a, is a security, in, except uh, for DDoS. So what Cloudflare will do is, if you're getting hit uh, very rapidly from the same IP address, Cloudflare will just block access. So if somebody's trying to um, completely brute force you, they may block that. Um, it's more of a save you bandwidth from being attacked. Uh, you know, very quickly from multiple IP addresses, it'll block all of them. And it can save you, like if somebody wants to take out your uh, site by by limiting your, like making you hit your bandwidth limit, Cloudflare can help you with that. But their security is not um, something that I would rely on necessarily. I suppose the other thing that it does is it, it keeps you with a website to look at if your server does fall over from a from an attack. So I suppose there's, there's an advantage to that as well. Yeah, your uptime is essentially 100% because Cloudflare is not going down. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So one and... thing that we haven't talked about that I just really want to bring up um, to do with security, which is we've, we've talked about it in other episodes, but 
the plugins and the themes that you choose matter. And I know we vaguely kind of roughly touched on it, but it's really important that you consider the quality of the plugins. Plugins are the number one way that sites get hacked. Like we've talked about a whole bunch of other stuff and they're all really important. Like the server's important, the security is important, all of that. But if you choose really crap plugins that have security vulnerabilities in them and you're not updating them, it's a problem. And so one thing I just want to put out there to consider is obviously, I mean, we've talked in the past, when you're looking for a plugin, look at how many stars it's getting, how many, how long has it been around for, how many downloads does it have, how recently was it updated? Those things are really, really important. I would also put forward, I think it is worth paying for plugins. The reason that I think it's worth, I mean, sometimes there's free ones and whatever, they do what they need to. They're just a small bit of code and you feel like it's a trustworthy source. But if you're playing, paying for a plugin, firstly, it's going to get updated because it has resources behind it. Secondly, it's um, potentially, if it's a big enough company, they're going to do security scans on their code like they're going to get their code reviewed so for example we're talking about Divi right Divi um, they get their code reviewed regularly so you know that you're with a trustworthy um, source in terms of your theme if you're using something off Envato yes it's possible that they're getting code review but yes it's possible you have some tiny little company that is making up their own code and maybe they're good but maybe they're not so paying for plugins is not a guarantee, but it is a little bit of a move forward towards using a more reliable company. Don't use some little crap plugin that doesn't have support, that isn't being updated because that is the number one way that people are getting hacked. And keep your, site, keep your plugins updated. If you're not keeping them updated, that is how you're going to get hacked. So you can have all the security, you can have the best server in the world, but if you have really bad, really outdated plugins, you're up the creek. That's all. Very good yeah. points. Very good like, points, uh, everyone. Have been, have been hacked then. His screen went white. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, hey, guys. Uh, Divi Chat, episode 16, security. A lot of wonderful takeaways. Um, check out the show notes for some of the things that we discussed tonight, plugins that we use. Um, things that we do, so on and so forth. We'll put those in the show notes. We appreciate you coming on tonight, everybody on the panel. Thank you so much. Um, is there anybody who has a final parting word before we I have 13, 13 quick things that I just want to go through. Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. so the, the one thing that we haven't really covered is, is our feelings. So can I just take a moment to talk about our feelings, right? Your feelings do get hurt when you get hacked and it does feel personal, but you know, 99 times out of a hundred, it isn't. It's people looking for broad strokes ways into lots and lots of websites and you just happen to fall prey because a plugin's out of date or, you know, something else. But in general, it's not personal to you. So, you know, put your chin up and start looking at ways that you can harden your site because, um, you know, sitting there being down in the dumps about it isn't going to, isn't going to help anyone. Absolutely. And then share your experience with other people and let them learn from it. The other thing is, um, don't get discouraged if you get hacked because uh, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Every site will get hacked eventually. So even if you go through all the hardening techniques we cover here, you have active security. SJ just admitted, you know, that um, at some point he got hacked or he, he was compromised in some way. You know, uh, it happens to the best of us. 
we need a support group. We need hi, I'm Steve. I got hacked. And you're yeah, like, exactly. Other people need to so, okay. <laughs> don't take it personally. Uh, you know, and you can always do better next time. But um, even if you like, even the best people get hacked. So uh, Target gets hacked. You know, like the the biggest company corporates get. You know, corporations are gonna get hacked. So. Don't think that um, you're you're targeted or that you didn't you did something wrong. Just focus on um, fixing it and, and making sure that you do maybe more than the basics the next time. Absolutely. And if it makes you feel any better, you probably won't know if you've been if you've been hacked well. So you know, there's that because we'll do it. bad hackers go in and deface your site. Good hackers go in and stay in. So you know, good luck getting to sleep tonight, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, those were some wonderful parting thoughts. Thank you, SJ and David. Uh, we're going to have another episode of Divi Chat next week, next Tuesday at 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern. SJ, what time is it where you're at in the UK when right we start? Now, right now it's half past midnight, and I'm thinking about an all-nighter. 11.30 in the UK. And Sarah, what time is it when we start in Australia? Where you are. 10.30 a.m. Um, Australian Eastern Daylight Time currently. There you go. Look, we've just got, we've went around the world again. We're covering the whole world. So we need someone know. from Japan and a German, and we've got like the five top swearing nations. There you go. <laughs> if you want to come on, send us an email. We'd love to have you on. All right, everyone. Thanks again for a great Divi chat, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you guys.